0: Hi, you're listening to Friarside Chats, and I'm your host, Emma Miller, here with, as always, the friar in Friarside Chats. Here
1: I am. Father and you are the chat in Friarside Chats. I'm the chat? chat? Yeah.
0: I'm the chatty one?
1: Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what that means. But... <laughs> yes, I'm good to be with you today.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. In full swing of summer now. Well, yes. actually, has the official first day of no, summer passed? No, has...
1: <clears throat> it is not. That's not until June. We're in May right now. Oh.
0: Well, it feels like summer in it North does. Carolina. It does. It's
1: 85 degrees outside. It's beautiful.
0: That's beautiful. For yes, you? it is.
1: Yes, it is. Oh my gosh. Warmer the better. That's what I say. You can take the snow and have it. <laughs> I love summer.
0: Yeah, I'll, t- I'll take the snow. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so now that we're kind of in the midst of at least, you know, the academic summer. Correct. Um, there's a lot of changes that come with you know, academic summer. So number one, I think on our students' minds, like I heard it a lot before the end of the school year and we always hear it when folks come back in the fall, but when they go away from Duke, Mass not at Duke is just so, so different. Right. right. So I wanted to talk about that a little bit and especially I mean, I found this challenging at different points in my life. Mass at Duke is awesome. And then sometimes you go elsewhere and you're all you can see are the differences and what you miss and you're just comparing. So how can we get out of that mindset a little bit and what are things we can notice?
1: Notice the inherent awesomeness of the Mass.
0: Wherever you are. Wherever you are. That's right. Yeah, Yeah. And
1: however it's uh, being celebrated, Jesus is still awesomely there. (laughs) And and so, yeah, it'll be good for us, I think, to talk a little bit about that because I, I agree with you. I think Um, a lot of times uh, all of us we get comfortable with you know what we what our preferences are Mm, mm -hmm. and then when we have to get out of that we tell ourselves well it's not really meeting my needs and so what yeah so I don't go I don't know Mm -hmm. or or I sit there the whole time and critique Mm -hmm. I would tell you that that's a challenge as a priest yeah
0: Yeah.
1: sometimes uh, you know being on vacation being you know you know sometimes I'll go to mass and, and just, just be sit, in the congregation? And sit in the pew yeah <laughs> and it's hard to not sit there and think to myself well this is what i would do or this is yeah. what you know it's...
0: how can they not be doing it right, this right, way? right, right oh my right. gosh exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah um yeah so i wanted to hit on a number of things maybe like five different areas um that you know we could just bring a little shed a little bit of light on and help people engage with the mass a little bit yeah i mean i, I think Freshly it'll be world. great
1: i i, I really Think you know first and foremost, if we can all acknowledge that uh, the the diversity of the human experience mm-hmm. is a blessing. Mm-hmm. That that's a, that God made us in His image and likeness, and so uh, vastly different. You know, yeah. and so that that reflects the grandeur of God. That God is that big and yeah. bigger still. You mm-hmm. know, and so um, as much as uh, it, it's so funny. I recall as a as a kid, you know, thinking that the ritual of mass um, is, you know, everywhere mass is the same, you know, and we all sort of believe that, yeah, um, and thinking that was that was the (laughs) boring part, you know, that it's the same wherever you go, it's always the same, every Sunday is the same, you know. Obviously now I I see it a a lot differently, and Mm -hmm. I see the the nuance, but I, for those of us who do believe that. You know, it is the same when you really look a little more closely, my gosh, even with this ritual yeah that's very scripted, yeah, there's incredible differences <laughs> no matter where you go. Yeah. Right? Yeah.
0: And people feel very strongly about their right. preferred difference. Right. <laughs> right.
1: And that's not to say those differences, you know, some of them it's not like they're not liturgically correct. Mm. It's just, mm-hmm. you know, it's a it's a it's a flavor. It's a mm-hmm. you know, it's a I don't know. How to describe it other than, than a nuance that uh, is is good mm-hmm. is good but you gotta um, be willing to be open to that and mm-hmm. so maybe what we could do as we're just talking about this maybe we can look at some areas and highlight some of those differences so that it might pique the sensitivity of mm-hmm. our listeners yeah. to sort of see those things and not judge them but enjoy the difference and understand some of the difference mm, mm-hmm. and appreciate it a little bit so that um yeah so that there's there's goodness in whatever place and yeah. and way in which they celebrate the eucharist each sunday yeah or more
0: or more yeah. <laughs> yeah so one um thing i wanted to start with is actually like the art and architecture um, of different churches and things. And it's kind of funny because at Duke, you know, Duke Chapel is gorgeous, beautiful, and Goodson Chapel also in its, in its own way. Right. But they're actually like not Catholic spaces. Sure. So it can be so different.
1: Yeah, not only uh, for us as we on campus encounter celebrating Eucharist in a place that's, um, that was not really built for um, Catholic you know, worship. for Catholic worship... Um, I always point out to to folks uh, in Goodson Chapel that the the ambo or the 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 large uh, pulpit mm-hmm. um, is is front is pushed out in front much more and is much larger than the altar. The altar <laughs> in size is considerably smaller. And that just yeah. speaks a little bit to the theology of more protestant denominations of mm. which you know that had built goods and chapel yeah. that the priority is the word you know oh, and no, so and not, the sacrifice and not exactly exactly so mm. you get those types of things when you're looking at interdenominational spaces yeah. but for most folks who are going to you know saint john's <laughs> you know down the street from them or you know they're they're visiting someplace and going to our lady of perpetual help or whatever mm-hmm. it might be you know the first thing you see is you you know, pull into the the parking lot is, you know, you can probably get a good feel as to when it was built,
0: Mm. you know, because
1: (laughs) certainly churches from a 100 years ago have a very different look architecturally than churches that were built in, say, 1970 you know and so and whether you like churches built in 1920 or churches built in 1970 you know is going to dictate how you respond the minute you pull into that parking lot right and so you go in and you know it could be a very stark sort of kind of whitewashed, very minimalist, (laughs) right? Or it could be something rococo, you Mm -hmm. know, that's got constant decoration over every square inch, you know? And so um, just that architecture um, is going to speak and Mm -hmm. appreciating that different ages. Mm -hmm. uh, And, and, you know, the interesting part is the beauty of a Gothic cathedral, which... Duke Chapel in in many ways has that it's sort of look. Mm-hmm. Yeah, to to build a Gothic cathedral today is almost impossible. <laughs> I mean, just it's almost so. Just from an architectural perspective, we're limited today yeah. in in what we can do. You know, in church buildings. So mm. so just that architecture um, speaks and. For some folks, if it, you know, if it, I, I remember when I first got here and we were doing Sunday morning masses over in uh, White Lecture Hall. Oh, yeah. You know, having mass in a lecture hall. Or, you know, a, any of us have been in our parish and they're going through some construction or something, and or the, our parish is starting a, 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 a new parish or something, and you're in a, a storefront or you're in a hall. Yeah. You know, and oh, so, gosh. right. Those thoughts automatically mm-hmm. just, ugh, it just don't, but, you know, Christ wants to bless all space, Yeah. you know, and so not letting that dictate so much um, while being aware of it and rejoicing in the beauty of whatever the space is, um, you know, appreciate that uh, it, it's going to be different no matter where you go.
0: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. I I know. I think one of the things that I always appreciate when I visit a different church besides ours here is a more prominent crucifix like it's it's so hard to see the crucifix to see jesus in you know our worship spaces because he's so small in comparison but it's really nice to like have that to to meditate on and see in the midst of math sure i agree Mm -hmm. so next up is a little bit of a hmm I don't know, nebulous type of thing, but like the vibe, you know, there's just different vibes in different, right. in different churches right. from music to the way you're greeted to um, the way people leave the church to the age of the, you know, population, the congregation. Um, it can just vary so much sure. from church to church.
1: Sure. What Of all of those for you, what's the most important? That sets the vibe for you.
0: I used to think it was like the age, but now music, just like, well done music, whether they only have like one canter, but like the canter's really alive, Mm -hmm. um, or yeah, I just think does the music move me, um, sometimes really matters Yeah, probably more than it should. I'll be honest. Sure. You know, it's hard to compete with Andrew Witcher and our music ministry here, but
1: you know, for me, it used to be the music as well, and it's still, that's kind of high on my list, but one of the things that, for me, creates the vibe is the lectors. Oh. You know, how, how, that... how the word is proclaimed, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I can count on one hand, and I love <laughs> all of our students who are lectors, I love you all, I love you all, I love you all, <laughs> but I can count on maybe one hand the lectors who, when I hear them proclaim God's word, I'm it, it catches my attention. Mm. Like they, they grab me by their style of proclamation mm-hmm. and that, that their style actually engages the word in me. So that to me is a, a bigger vibe mm. uh, creator. But I also think um, those, you know, and you've heard me say it too many times, you know, the hospitality folks, you yeah. know, what you're greeted with when you walk in the door, yeah. you know? And so for me, it's not the age. I mean, I, I you know, I guess the older I get, you know, I love young people. I love less young people, you know, and I, you know, that's, that's fine. Mm-hmm. I, 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 uh, I, can appreciate all that. Um, and, and I understand that, you know, certain folks, when you get to a certain age, you have a little bit less tolerance for crying babies and all that. Um, but you remember when it was you, you know, yeah. and, and what that was going through. But I just think the totality of that, all of those dynamics that are people coming in late Mm -hmm. you know and what that what does that mean and what does that do to the vibe or people leaving early i just i feel so let down when i see people exiting early we don't have that much of an issue of that uh here at duke folks Mm -hmm. are pretty good at saying pretty late but i've been at parishes where everybody's beating a you know, they're beating it out the door. And that just makes me sad. Yeah, You know, like they can't wait to get out. Yeah, You know, they're walking right out after communion. So those things create a vibe. And so I think all of us, if we can ask ourselves, what, how do I contribute to the vibe? Mm -hmm. You know, do I sing? Do I respond? Yes, that's
0: one too. It's like such a different feel when, like we went to a funeral the other day for the campus minister mm-hmm. who was here before you mm-hmm. and everyone in the church was responding right. to all the all the prompts right. in mass and everyone was singing. It was such a rich experience right. compared to sometimes I'll be honest in our nine PM mass. Like right. it's so quiet, not everyone responds or sings. Yeah. Such a different vibe. Yeah. How do you add to that? Or how are you detracting if right. you're I, not engaging?
1: I think taking ownership and responsibility there is mm-hmm. important and and I know you know, any given Sunday we all walk in to mass and we place ourselves totally before the Lord. And sometimes as we place ourselves before the Lord, Lord, me being here is as yeah. that's the most I can do right now. Yeah. And God blesses it. You know, yeah. God loves and I love that those folks are there even if that's the most that they can do. Yeah. Um and so it's not judging that. It's just recognizing that, um I'll say, you know, as a presider looking out on the congregation and seeing people who, during the Gloria, aren't even moving their lips. Like, mm-hmm. if you say, well, I'm not a good singer. Okay, don't sing. Whis- oh, I'm not
0: a good singer, and I'm still belting well, if you, it. Sure,
1: <laughs> belt it, but, or whisper it. Just move your lips. Like, you, you, we all need to say those yeah. words. We all yeah. need to say glory to God in the highest. Yeah. You know, we, we need to find ourselves saying those things, or any of the songs, the words, we need to hear ourselves mouthing those mm-hmm. words, even if we don't feel good yeah. about uh, singing them so um you know that creates vibe too so mm-hmm. uh, vibe is is less you know about um you know decoration and more about appreciating that it's the spirit the holy spirit within us that that prays it's the mm-hmm. holy spirit within us that groans it's mm-hmm. the holy spirit within us that that creates that spirit yeah you know, small S and capital S in, mm. in the worshiping community. Mm-hmm. And if it, if we didn't need that, if we didn't need others to do that musically or as lectors or as EMs or as, um, you know, uh, hospitality folks, then, you know, just sit in your room and pray, you know, I mean, it, <laughs> yeah. uh, the communal nature is about that dynamic.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it's so crucial. And I know I can get judgy sometimes around the vibe in a place and so, yeah, I, I like what you said. Instead of turning that around on yourself and how am I how am I adding to it? Right. Maybe you singing a little bit louder with your broken voice is going to encourage someone behind you or in front of you to pipe up to. Who knows?
1: Sure. <laughs> to me, the, the, the first two choices that every person has mm-hmm. about going to mass is what time am I going to get there mm-hmm. and where am I going to sit? Mm. Oh, <laughs> yeah. You know? And yeah. we contribute to the vibe by the, the decisions we make on those two choices. Mm,
0: That's interesting. Yeah. Good thought for reflection. Mm -hmm. Um, Next up is one that I think often weighs very heavily in people's decisions to attend mass even, let alone like appreciate whatever the homily. Right. I'm sure you have received much criticism over the years as a, as a priest and a homilist. I have, (laughs) I
1: have. Yeah. And you know, good and bad, you know, good and bad criticism, good criticism, where you know folks have said did you really mean it when you said this and then had to say oh gosh did I say that or <laughs> oh gosh I didn't realize my tone was like that or I didn't mm-hmm. realize my face looked like that when I said that and you've been great with me I, I and our staff Catherine is always helpful to me you know to, to give me that feedback and I'll change for the next yeah. homily. you know I, I I don't want to do that you know and so um, that's good criticism, I mm. think. Um, healthy criticism. I also, you know, there's been bad criticism where, um, you know, folks who um, don't like the gospel. Mm. They don't like what Jesus says. Uh, so as yeah. a result, they don't like what I said. Mm-hmm. You know, and not that I'm the mouthpiece of Jesus, but, you know, um, where I've made them, you know, where God's word makes it it makes, makes us
0: uncomfortable. uncomfortable
1: yeah. right? You know, and so... I I smile at that, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and you know, the homily, a lot is made of it. Pope Francis has, you know, in the early part of his pontificate, you know, did a lot of speaking to priests about preaching. Mm. And, you know, I I start on Monday, you know, working on Sunday's homily and and praying about it and thinking through it and uh, and trying to, you know, decide how, you know, how God's speaking to our community through Mm -hmm. me. And. Uh, praying about that and studying it and um, at the, so I know some of it is um, um, or a lot of it's dependent upon me but also a lot of it is dependent upon you know the listeners and mm-hmm. so appreciating that when we hear a homily that we think to ourselves oh my gosh you know uh, you know, they say you, know, you, you have about <laughs> 30 seconds to engage people mm-hmm. or else they're out they're you checked know? out yeah I would just say, check back in as much as you can, yeah. even if you're struggling with what's being said, or if you find it hard to listen to, continue to realize that God is present in some way, Yes. you know? And exactly. so um, it's not about the bells and whistles of the mm-hmm. priest, even though the priest should you know, be, be cognizant of his delivery style and the like, but um, just realize that, that the gospel message God's word is alive in that moment.
0: Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah. Yeah. I I will say that something I've found helpful as probably being more on the other side of the, you know, the pulpit, whatever from mm-hmm. you is um. with good homilies, a lot of times I don't have to write anything down to be to be like inspired to take something into the week but sometimes especially when i'm traveling i well i try and do it i don't always do a great job but having a little notebook with me or even like jotting something down in my phone of like one takeaway there there's always something you can take away even from like just gonna say mediocre to bad homily um and writing something down will help helps me at least to stay more positive um you
1: know no i agree it's interesting uh, coach cutcliffe our uh, head football coach he always after mass not always but uh a lot of times he'll say i wasn't texting you know, like, <laughs> yeah uh, he
0: takes notes, he in takes his phone, notes right? on his phone mm-hmm. yeah
1: and mm-hmm. and I, I i think that's a blessing and so yeah i encourage folks you know yeah. if, if whatever it's going to be you know to, to empower god's word to take root do yeah. it yeah
0: yeah yep mm-hmm. um this is one uh, next up that I know you feel kind of strongly about or not strongly about, but we just have a unique situation here at Duke and so you always try and do a little bit of education, but posture. Sure. Posture is different at different churches from like people people are fall on very strong sides of this argument around holding hands in right. our father right. is like one. But then there's also like um, during the liturgy of the Eucharist, like the standing and the kneeling, and after communion, or how do you even receive communion? Right. Posture is people have very strong feelings
1: about. They the do, and um, and I wouldn't absent myself from that, <laughs> that list of people that <laughs> strong feelings. You know, um, our bodies speak. Yeah. You know, our bodies speak, and and so um, I just think a good rule of thumb is that um, my personal preferences should be subordinated to our communal witness. Mm. So what's more important that we all uh, communicate together mm-hmm. or that each one of us communicates as each one of us wants. Yeah. Because the minute we go down that road, why not say, well, the way I want to communicate during the our fathers, I want to pray the hail Mary. <laughs> hail Mary. <laughs> you know, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, uh-huh. you, you, where it's a slippery slope. So, Mm -hmm. Um, for, in our worship spaces, we don't have kneelers because it's an interdenominational, uh, uh, worship space. And the chairs that we have are, have, um, they're connectors con- they're, stuff, they're connected yeah. or they're constructed in such a way that your feet if you try to kneel down for those of <laughs> us fit. bigger guys our feet just get caught up in the chairs yeah, yeah, yeah. and then and we're also kneeling then on concrete and yeah. some older folks that come to worship they couldn't do that so yeah. we've discussed with the liturgy office of our of our diocese and with the bishop and gotten permission that uh, throughout in all of our eucharistic celebrations no matter where we are we stand yeah. throughout the Eucharist, and so there's unity. And I know that's hard for some students. It's it's less hard for me because I've been standing yeah. through the Eucharistic <laughs> prayer for almost thirty years. You know, it's funny. I'm I'm now standing for the Eucharist longer than I was kneeling for the Eucharist. You oh, know? that's yeah, true. That yeah. So, um, I. But at the same time, I love to kneel, even though I have bad knees. And, um, uh, you know, I I love I think that posture is powerful. Mm -hmm, Right. mm -hmm. Um, So I I think trying to uh, be a part of whatever the local community, what their practice is, I think is important, Mm -hmm. you know, And, Mm -hmm. and just. I'm not here to make a statement, so yeah. I'm going to stand when everybody else is kneeling. Yeah. Or I'm going to kneel when everybody else is standing. Mm-hmm. I I just don't know that that, um, that makes it more about me.
0: Personal piety right, and not right, communal right. worship. And, yeah. Mm. yeah.
1: And even, you know, things like holding hands during the Our Father and mm-hmm. the like. I, You know, I, I get it that some folks just don't feel comfortable doing that. I mean, there's some folks that don't want to shake your hand. Uh, you know, or do you shake hands or hug with, you know, during the the sign of peace, you know? know, Are there,
0: are there places where you like hug strangers?
1: I don't know. I, um, although I'm a hugger and so you are, so you would do it. I I don't know if I would hug strangers. That might be a little much, but but, you know, those are, those are real. Yeah. Just recognize it's not the end of the world one way or the other. Yeah. You know, it doesn't mean that it's not a really loving, engaged faith community if they don't hold hands. Yeah. Yeah.
0: (laughs) <laughs> mm-hmm so well um the last thing I wanted to to bring into the conversation is um kind of communication within a parish and a community um starting out with you know whatever the opening announcements are or the bulletin programs books and the way that they close out uh, the worship service it you know that's all very unique too i i like to think we do our things like pretty well of course. But well, excellent. Um, right. <laughs> as the director of communication no, we're very much looking to always improve but yeah it's yeah, definitely
1: I, unique. it does and it and it sends a message mm-hmm. uh, about um all kinds of things and i i would just encourage uh our folks who are listening uh, to um to to take it in to... and and allow it to speak you mm-hmm. know i think everything from the bulletin boards in the vestibule, mm-hmm. you know, what, what's up there that says something about the community. Um, you know, what are the announcements that mm-hmm. are made, whether it's before mass or at the conclusion of mass, you know, what does that bulletin look like, you know, and, and, um, you know, what are the prominent things in it? Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I, what, what are the, the hymnals look like, you yeah. know, are they, you know, yeah, you know, do do they reflect a, a wide diversity in the church? You know, there's there's lots of messaging. You know, hey, communicating how how are people dressed? Mm. You know, I think that that always sends a sends a message. Um, I always talk, tell people that, you know, I encourage our students, you know, to wear their Sunday flip-flops, you know, so <laughs> at least they're, at least they're wearing their Sunday flip-flops. So, yeah. um, so all those things communicate. And so what we can do is say, well, how do we contribute to that messaging? Mm-hmm. Right. And then how do we accept the messages that are being presented? How do we appreciate the ones mm-hmm. that are out there? And then, you know, what does it tell us about that local community mm-hmm. um, when we see it?
0: Yeah. Yeah. It really gives you a window into priorities mm-hmm. and, mm mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. and what the community's like right yeah and different ways to get engaged than maybe you would have at you know at duke if you know if it's a very i've seen some like super social justice oriented parishes where that's like the bulk of the announcements in the bulletin all just these different ways and maybe you know they probably really knock it out of the park when it comes to that type of ministry right
1: at the same time not to look down your nose at the parish where you get up there and the Three afternoon annou- or The three after mass announcements are about some car raffle for the Knights of Columbus <laughs> yeah. and, a, and a bake sale for the Lady Sodality and, yeah. you know, some uh, whatever is the third, you know. Yeah. That, uh, go buy a cake or a cupcake yeah. and, and just participate in some way, mm-hmm. even if you're one of these people like me who says, I can't believe we're still running our churches on bake sales. <laughs> no, <I laughs> bake
0: sales. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: go buy a piece of cake who cares yeah Mm
0: -hmm. clearly those communities bring i bring a very genuine sense of community to some people and the event is you know so yeah for those folks who Mm -hmm.
1: did it they did it with love god bless them Mm -hmm. Mm
0: wonderful. Well, thanks, Father Mike. Thank you, Anne. I feel like I'm more, uh, I'm a little bit better prepared to to go to some strange parishes this summer. We won't and... say
1: strange parishes. We'll say different parishes.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Some real weirdo <laughs> parishes <laughs> out there, and I will not be freaked out. <laughs> um, but thank you, and thank you guys for joining us for another awesome episode of Friarside Chats. Um, please email me anytime with any thoughts, any questions you might have or suggestions for future episodes. We love to take your suggestions. So you can email me at erm13 at duke.edu.
1: For more information about the ministry of the Duke Catholic Center, visit us at catholic.duke.edu. Friarside Chats is supported by many generous donors, students, parents, alumni, and friends of Duke just like you. To learn how you can support Friarside Chats or any other ministry of the Duke Catholic Center, visit catholic.duke.edu backslash support.
0: Thanks, Father Mike. Thank you, Anne. See you guys next time on Friarside Chats.